Well, the truth is, I'm missing a father's heart. After getting to do the show twice on my last stateside tour, I've been sitting around trying to figure out how I can keep it going while I start finding new venues and new places to do the show, the live stories and the live songs that went so well. And I thought, well, you gotta let more people know that it exists. And it seems that one of the most productive ways to do that these days is, yes, a podcast. So here I am again, doing another A Father's Heart podcast. I know some of you that have been bugging me to get this done will be glad. And I hope some new folks will jump in and follow the podcast, listen to the stories, listen to the songs, and find some places for me to do this Dad Burns show. Thank you all for listening. I'm going to include a story from the original Father's Heart book that did not make it into the live show. I hope you enjoy it. It's got new stories, new songs coming up. And yes, I'm working on the second edition of A Father's Heart right now as an audio book. And we'll, we'll get it out there soon. Thanks for listening. Of Fathers and Sons. I like to take naps with my son. I was never much of a napper before Justin came along. Not because I don't like to sleep. Me, I love to sleep. There just never seemed to be time to take weekday naps before. These days, when I can, I make time. Honestly, the things we endure for our kids. My two girls went down for their afternoon naps without too much of a fuss. Ah, Sandy and Savannah have both had their share of night frights, but midday naps came pretty easily. Justin always needed someone to lay down beside him. I work nights and I'm at home during the day, so I got in the habit of doing it. Note to the child psychologists currently reading this and shaking their heads. Yes, I know all of the reasons why the aforementioned napping with my son is supposedly wrong. And no, I don't give a rat's ass about what you think. We lie together on his bed and he tells me what he did in kindergarten and what he had for lunch and what kids he played with and what kids pulled his hair and whose hair he pulled. And before too long, he drifts off. Unless, as sometimes happens, okay, as <laughs> often happens, I zone out first. Then he whacks me and tells me I'm making that tractor noise, daddy. I think it's the scent that gets to me. Resting there next to my little boy, who smells exactly the way a little boy should smell. A little grass here, a little sand there, a little nougat, the dog there, and something underneath that's all just Justin. Hell, <laughs> if the people who make sleeping tablets could bottle this up, I promise you there would be no such affliction as insomnia. He is, by the way, defiantly Justin right now. If I say, come on, Spider-Man or Batman or Simba or Buzz Lightyear, based on whatever DVD is currently on constant repeat in the living room, let's go take a nap. We'll dig in his heels and say, I hit it, Spider-Man. I hit it, Justin. My name is not Spider-Man. My name is Justin. See, he is currently only speaking Danish. Oh, he can speak English and he understands everything I say to him. And he ignores me as completely as any three-year-old can ignore his father in any language. His chosen tongue of the moment right now is Danish. He talks like his mommy. Now, I could make a really bad joke here about the <clears throat> mother tongue, but I won't. Usually, lying with Justin 
conjures up only the best kinds of images. Days we've spent together playing ball, digging in the sand of the beach, sneaking off for hot dogs at lunch so his sort of vegetarian low-fat mom won't find out and make us have some vegetables with that. You know, dad and son stuff, sorry. No girls allowed. I watch him sleeping and I think, as dads do, about his future. Will he play soccer or baseball? Will he be good at math like his mom or barely be able to make change like me? Will he learn to love music the way Savannah does? Or will he shy away from it like Sandy always has? As I was saying, usually only good memories and thoughts surface when I nap with my son. Today, though, things were a bit different. Justin fell asleep on the couch in the living room while watching Nemo reunite with his dad for the three millionth time this week, and I had to carry him to bed. For some reason, and God only knows where these thoughts come from, carrying my son today brought back a memory of the one and the only time that I had to carry my father. Dad was sick. Although he was one of the first people in his crowd back in the day to take the Surgeon General seriously and give up smoking his Pall Malls pretty early on in life, my dad's lungs wound up killing him anyway. He contracted asbestosis from work, which led to the emphysema that left me without a father way too early. Way too goddamned early. I didn't realize it at the time, but I was taking him to the doctor for his final visit. There were no parking spaces close up. Dad couldn't make it to the door on foot. His breath had grown too short by this time to manage more than just a few steps. And there were no wheelchairs around. So I lifted him out of the car and carried him the 25 or so feet to the entrance when a nurse finally turned up with a chair. 25 feet is not a very long distance. But I know it felt like a million miles in the mind of a proud man like my father. A man who never needed or wanted to be carried anywhere by anyone. And it was more than enough distance for me to realize that there was almost nothing left of my father. He had never been a big man, but he was always scary strong and tougher than most guys twice his size. Yep, my dad actually could have whipped your dad. But as I carried him to his doctor's door on that day, I could feel everything that he was and had been emptying out of him somehow. But he didn't let it go without a fight. He was determined to live his life right up to the end. This happened close to the same time as that final doctor visit. It was a stinking hot August day when I was opening for yet another Nashville star of the moment at yet another dusty, hot county fair. It was a tough slog for even the fittest over the rutted path that led up to the stage in the middle of this cow pasture. I looked out during my set, and there in the middle of all these bared beer bellies and sweaty halter tops was my old man. He had somehow managed, with his electric wheelchair and portable oxygen tank, to get right into the middle of it all. He probably used up his energy for the entire week with the chance to watch me sing five songs. I think the moment that I knew I was going to lose him was the afternoon I came back from Nashville with a video from a performance I had just done at the Bluebird. He was resting in bed, and I looked in and said, Hey, Dad, you want to check out the way we stunk up the place in Nash Vegas? He barely opened his eyes and said, Maybe later, son. Maybe later. Dad died that night. He never saw the video, and I haven't looked at it since. I'm a different kind of father than my dad was. We never said I love you to each other. 
even sitting by his bed as he lay dying, I just couldn't say the words. It just seemed unnecessary to say out loud what we both already knew so well. His presence at a thousand Little League games, the countless hours he spent busting his knuckles, keeping my cars running, and all of the times he bailed me out of yet another of my seemingly endless jams had already told me everything I need to know. Me, I tell my kids I love them about a hundred times a day. Not because I'm a better father than my dad was. If I wanted being half as good, I'll call that a life well spent. But times have changed, and I guess those kinds of things just come a little easier these days. Now, I'm sure that my dad weighed more on that sad day I carried him to his doctor than Justin does now. But when I carried my son to his bed this afternoon, he seemed heavier, more solid, more there somehow. It is as if he's filling up with the same life force that was emptying out of my dad on that sad day. I like to take naps with my son. I love my son, and I loved my father. And now I have lived long enough to carry them both. I recommend one of those things very highly. And I pray with all of my might that my boy never has to do the other. Crossroads leading to the rest of your life. Come this far together, this is where you leave me behind. The next steps you take, you'll take them on your own. Don't be afraid. You won't be alone I'll be one step behind you A phone call and a heartbeat away The storms of life be unwinding But they can't blow you away I've loved the boy you've been And I can't wait to love the man No matter how far you go, I'll always be there. I'll be one step behind you, a phone call and a heartbeat away. The storms of life may unwind you, but they can't blow you away. Phone call.
my heart be the way Storms have left me unwind you But they can't blow you away I love the boy you've been I can't wait to love the man Love the man 